0: Y'all listening to Old Tiny Crimey, crimes from the golden age of yesteryear. Now, here's your host, Christy and Scott. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Old Tiny Crimey. I am Scott.
1: I am Christy. And I am Amber.
0: Let me ask you something. What do you do whenever life throws a bad god at you? Drink you make a new god
2: that's an option too
0: (laughs) this this one isn't so much about crime there is crime in it but it's more along the lines of what happens as a result of crime be careful what you do because there can be unintended consequences we are talking about john murray spear john murray spear was born september 16th 1804 he was a clergyman, and he was born in Boston, and he was a pastor. He was a pastor. His brother Charles and him, they both studied theology. In 1830, Speer was ordained, became minister of the Barnstable Congregation. He became a close colleague of Theodore Parker. Uh, Theodore Parker was a reforming minister in the Unitarian Church. He was a reformer. He was an abolitionist. His Words, his quotations would later inspire speeches by Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King Jr. Theodore <laughs> Parker. So this is his buddy. Not, not, you know, anybody to be taken lightly. Another good friend of his was William Lloyd Garrison. Um, he was a, promen- a prominent American abolitionist. He was a journalist, a suffragist, a social reformer. He was uh, best known for his widely read anti-slavery newspaper, The Liberator. And John Murray was pretty much the same. Spears was active in petitioning for social reform, including women's rights, labor reform, the removal of the death penalty, and he was a prominent abolitionist. Spear organized the very first Universalist anti-slavery convention and helped oversee the stretch of the Underground Railroad, which ran through Boston. This is not anyone to be taken lightly. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Yes. Now, um, in the 1840s, he, he was very prominent in the uh, anti-slavery movement. He went on an anti-slavery lecture tour in Portland, Maine, and Spear was attacked by a mob and sustained serious head injuries. He was in a coma for months Wow, geez. months. Um, and I mean the the whole thing that kind of caused this too. He was not he was not well liked. Uh, there was a slave, the unfortunately named Lucy Faggins.
2: Um, <laughs> no poor that's, woman. <laughs>
0: that's her name. She was traveling with the family that owned her to visit New v- New Bedford. Uh, Spear was instrumental in arranging the legal process uh, through which Faggins was able to opt for freedom. And he had deprived a southern family of their household servant. Uh, Spear was, like, as they were beating him, they actually sou- uh, shouted, N-word stealer. Oh. Right? Dicks. Whenever John came out of the coma, he wasn't quite the same. Uh, John got it in his head that he was going to build a god. Huh. Uh, he broke all ties with the church. Turned to spiritualism, and he claimed that he was in contact with, quote, the Association of Electro uh, God. I c- this is hard to say. The Association of Electrizers.
2: Electrizers.
0: Electrizers, <laughs> or maybe Electrizers. Well, the Association of Electrizers. Now, who who are, is this mysterious group of Electrizers? Well, they're ghosts. They're the ghosts of Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, John Quincy Adams, Benjamin Rush, and even Spears' namesake John Murray. Um, There's evidence that he uh, occasionally faked signatures as a way to gain authority, but they really didn't get him on fraud because they were all dated after these people had died, well beyond the times these people had died. And he claimed that these people gave him... Plans to build God. Let me say so, that again. Uh, yeah. Plans okay. to build God. Sure. <laughs> he, he built this creation called the New Motive Power, which sounds like a funk band that Prince was in. But no, this, this is like this weird device. And in this weird kind of sex ceremony uh, with an unnamed woman, this device was birthed into existence in this weird ritual that was being, I think the woman fucked the machine, is what I'm wow. saying. Okay,
1: so you, this is really a story about the world's first vibrator.
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Amber's favorite story. It was like there was a psychic involved. No, I don't care
1: what you say. Nope. Mm-mm. That's what we're going with.
0: Like I've looked at th- I've looked at the pictures of this device. There's I don't I don't see how she did it. It's, you know, there, there's the old phrase: every, anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. This woman must have been really really brave. I
1: mean, like back then they were having like eleven kids a piece. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it could have just been like stretched out
2: enough that that's what felt good. Maybe it doesn't stretch. It it's a muscle. It comes back together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, Spears said this thing was supposed to start spinning and whirring and come to life, and it was the new mechanical god, and it was to bring about a, an era of utopia, and, and that it was going to be a self-replicating machine, like this machine would fuck other machines, and other machines <laughs> would come into existence. I love it. This machine will fuck other machines. Exactly, and it was going to bring about this new utopia. And despite this weird birthing ceremony, the new motive power failed to come spinning and whirring to life so it was this thing where like like spear started to work on it and they a lot of people just went uh, in his cult they just went we had enough and in 1872 spear claimed that his panel of ascended masters had advised his retirement and he quoted dearly have i worked uh, dearly have i loved the work in which i was engaged I have been helped to see that beyond the clouds that were round about me, there was a living, guiding, intelligent, beneficent purpose, the elevation, regeneration, and redemption of the inhabitants of this earth. Um, and he had claimed that his mechanized Messiah, like a group of angry commoners, had come in with like pitchforks and torches. And in a scene straight out of Frankenstein, they grabbed the new power motive, smashed it to bits, and threw it into the pond and one of his contemporaries went this is bullshit he wouldn't have smashed that thing up and for years the new power motive was lost no one no one could find it no one could even find the parts and it was it was transported hundreds of miles from the small to a small town called randolph and just that's where that's where everything went went bad for him. Oh, just then? Just then. <laughs> just then. Like the whole Everything was
2: just honky dory up until that yeah. moment.
0: Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There was a Miss Ackerman, Greeley, Colorado. She was known locally as old Lady Crackerman. And she had this weird mansion on the edge of the edge of the town of of Randolph and she had collected everything she was a hoarder and in her in the event of her death which i believe was 2010 um i couldn't find a date but it did seem like everything conglomerated together and to kind of feel like 2010 uh she uh, decided that on the event of her death the house was to be cleared. And all the contents auctions with the proceeds being donated to the local pet rescue charities. And in her attic, they found the new power motive.
1: I was going to go with the world's first dildo. The
0: world's first dildo. (laughs) This thing is a weird son of a bitch. It's got two giant speakers, this big glass chamber. There's two scales on the other side. Uh, There's these two glass bulbs. Uh, on either side of it, which I believe are radiometers, which, um, if I'm remembering correctly, radiometers are these little devices that spin uh, based, on, based on the heating and cooling of, uh, of the black and white panels inside the bulb. There's a skull, like a metal skull on top of it, and inside the drawer, there is uh, a couple of flagons, a spoon, a notebook, a crucifix, a planchette from a Ouija board, and a portrait of John Murray Spear. So there's this wonderful device, this mechanical messiah that was supposedly lost to history, smashed up, thought to be at the bottom of a pond, but instead was in an old lady's attic and has been returned to history. Unceremoniously, John Spear died in Philadelphia in October, 1887, And was buried in Mount Moriah Cemetery. And that is the weird crackpot story of John Murray Spears' new motive power, Mechanical Messiah.
2: Which definitely needs to be a funk band name.
0: Absolutely!
2: (laughs) How is it not?
0: I know. Well, new power generation. Prince is dead, so he won't sue anymore.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was amazing, Scott. That was really something.
0: Thank you, thank you. I'm naming my first daughter Faggins. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I like to think that. Okay, so how is it spelled?
0: F a g g i n s.
2: Oh no, you really can't like French that up or anything, can you? Fagin. We could go like Fagin or Fagin or something like that, but or, or, or even Foggin. Maybe Foggin. Like do do a, a, a long a Fagin.
0: I think the best thing you can do is Fagins. Fajin. Fajin. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's something. <laughs> I I suppose that didn't mean the same thing it does now.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> so. Sorry,
1: I started Googling the world's first vibrator. Of course
2: you did. Okay, let's hear it. anybody would.
1: Uh, no, it's, it's just pretty terrifying, honestly. Um, in, there's lots of different attachments, and some of them look like hair dryers. Um, they're... This is in the 1800s. The vibrator was invented.
0: Do you know why it was invented?
1: To give the doctors a break. Yes! uh, Because they were masturbating female patients with, quote, hysteria.
2: And their hands were tired. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm getting carpal tunnel syndrome from all the vagina.
1: The prescribed treatment was a pelvic massage to induce hysterical paroxysm paroxysm? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, paroxysm. Works. You're right. Okay. Basically an orgasm which would restore the woman to full health.
2: You know, I guess at least they valued orgasms in women at that point in time, at least in a doctor's office maybe? I mean, I'm really trying well, to find the bright side here. No, it gets worse here. Because then the doctors considered
1: that tedious, boring, and physically demanding work.
2: <laughs> Fuck men. Sometimes. Yeah. But not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is boring and tedious. (laughs) Making
2: this woman feel good is just so boring. I could be, like, talking to my friends about fishing or something.
0: Hey, Mrs. Johnson, how about you come down here and uh, give me a little (laughs) tit-for-tat? Yeah, (laughs)
2: this
1: this is what I learned. Giving females orgasms are tedious, boring, and physically demanding work. Uh. (laughs) Uh, There have
0: been a couple of times I'm not going to... uh, I'm not going to deny with that. Mostly it's fun, but there's been a couple of women that I've been with. So it's like, Jesus Christ, can you get into it, please? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, that is this week's Old Tiny Crime-y. Uh There will be pictures posted up on our Facebook of John Murray Spears, Mechanical Messiah. It is a wondrous device. If you can figure out a way to fuck it, let us know in the comments. <laughs> please,
2: in graphic detail.
0: Please, please. <laughs> and which orifice? Don't forget that. Very important in oh, detail. <laughs> indeed. Thank you for listening. My sources for this week were Wikipedia, danbaines.com, the Uudb.org website, mysteriousuniverse.org, and the What If Podcast on Stitcher.com.
2: All right. Awesome. Good Great night. job, Scott. And Thank uh you. Amber's probably neck deep in uh, vibrator research. So uh <laughs> We'll see you guys uh later in the week. Uh bye. Well, not not neck deep. <laughs> <laughs> Hip deep-ish, pelvis deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye guys. Girth. Bye.